Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Saturday, the 21st of October. I'm Gira Evans, and this was a week that saw Joe Biden and Rishi Sunak head to Israel. President Putin head to China, a double by-election victory for Labour, and the return of the Rolling Stones. Grab a cup of something hot, put up your feet, and get up to speed on the seven biggest stories of the week. This is the standout seven from the smart seven. It's news, but not the news. As the world reeled from Israel's response to the Hamas attack, last weekend saw protests all over the globe on behalf of the Palestinian people. Across the UK, people in London, Manchester, Glasgow, Edinburgh, Liverpool and Aberdeen took to the streets calling for a free Palestine. Thousands flocked to the capital on Sunday, including former Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn. It is right to condemn the targeting of civilians, which is, of course, a war crime within international law. But it's also right to condemn the continuing occupation of Palestine by the Israeli military forces. As Israel focused on destroying Hamas, the World Health Organization was sounding the alarm on Monday as it claimed that Gaza was running out of water. In particular, it said the lives of patients across Gaza's 35 hospitals were at high risk as the Gaza Strip ran out of fuel and food. Palestinian political analysis Noor Oday says that the impact of the Israeli siege has been to strangle Gaza. Cutting off water and electricity has been described as barbaric and a crime against humanity in other situations and uh, UN organizations are talking about Gaza running out of life. So we're well beyond a humanitarian crisis. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken was in Israel again on Monday as the U.S. looked to open a safe corridor for refugees. Meanwhile, U.K. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak visited a Jewish school in London and he said six British nationals have been killed and ten remain missing. He was continuing to back Israel's plan to exterminate the Hamas organisation. Well, Israel's been very clear that Hamas is the entity that's responsible for this and what they want to do is ensure that their people are safe and that this doesn't happen again and that the the, the focus of their attention of self-defense is on Hamas and I think that's right. Nobody wants to see regional escalation. An explosion at a hospital in Gaza on Tuesday evening left hundreds of people dead according to the Gaza Health Ministry which is run by Hamas. They were claiming that the Al-Alhi hospital was hit as a result of an Israeli airstrike. Israel said it was due to the misfire of a rocket by a group called Islamic Jihad and that a portion of the rocket hit the hospital. The deaths have led to protests in the streets of Gaza and 22 Arab nations at the UN called for a ceasefire. It came as US President Joe Biden left the US to head to Israel. Former Chair of the Defence Select Committee Tobias Elwood said that the speed at which Joe Biden is heading into the middle of the conflict is hugely significant. The President's visit allows a pause, a recognition that we need an emergency plan of security, humanitarian aid and of course 
of governance as well. US President Joe Biden arrived in Israel on Wednesday, but the aftermath of the explosion at the Al-Ali Hospital late on Tuesday evening threw everything into chaos. The day was full of claims and counterclaims over whether the explosion was an Israeli airstrike or a misfiring missile fired by Islamic Jihad, but hundreds appeared to have died. President Biden held meetings with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, but a planned summit in Jordan was cancelled after the incident at the hospital. The US President also hosted a joint press conference in Tel Aviv and called for calm. But I caution this while you feel that rage. Don't be consumed by it. After 9-11, we were enraged in the United States. While we sought justice and got justice, we also made mistakes. The explosion led to renewed protests and demonstrations around the world with renewed calls for a ceasefire, including a motion at the UN Security Council that was blocked by the US. UN Secretary Antonio Guterres was one of the voices calling for a pause in the fighting. I call for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire to provide sufficient time and space to help realize my two appeals and to ease the epic human suffering we are witnessing. Too many lives and the fate of the entire region hang on the balance. UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak hit the road on Thursday on a whirlwind tour of the Middle East. He began with a morning visit to Israel and then headed to Saudi Arabia in the afternoon to meet with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman in an attempt to enlist his assistance in getting the hostages held by Hamas released. In Israel, Rishi visited Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in Tel Aviv and had a message of support that also included a gentle reminder that Israel needs to have consideration for the civilian population in Gaza. We absolutely support Israel's right to defend itself in line with international law, to go after Hamas, to take back hostages and to strengthen your security for the long term. US President Joe Biden spoke to the American nation on Thursday evening from the White House and announced he's going to request tens of billions of dollars in aid for both Israel and Ukraine from Congress. Aid is due to begin flowing into Gaza on Friday and the international community continues to apply pressure to Israel to assist the innocent civilians caught in the middle. Netanyahu, though, made his view on Hamas very clear. Hamas are the new Nazis. They're the new ISIS, and we have to fight them together, just as the world, the civilized world, united to fight uh, the Nazis. It must together now stand with Israel as we fight and defeat, defeat Hamas. Thursday saw two by-elections take place in former Tory safe seats. Tamworth was a seat held by Chris Pincher, who resigned after groping allegations against him, while Nadine Dorry's seat was up for grabs in mid-Bedfordshire. The size of the majority saw Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer describe his party's chance of winning either seat as a moonshot, but they managed to win both, overturning a 20,000 Tory majority in Tamworth and an almost 25,000 vote majority in mid-Bedfordshire in a double blow for Rishi Sunak. Election expert Professor Sir John Curtis says it's a historic... No government has hitherto lost to the principal opposition party in a by-election a seat as safe as Tamworth. Starmer says the results show people want change and his new MP in Tamworth, Sarah Edwards, was echoing that in her victory speech. Tonight, the people of Tamworth have voted for Labour's positive vision and a fresh start. They've sent a clear message to Rishi Sunak and the Conservatives that they have had enough of this failed government which has crashed the economy and destroyed our public services.
Monday marks 600 days of Russia's war in Ukraine, but the situation appears to be more or less at a stalemate. Ukraine have repelled Russian attempts to take the eastern city of Avivka, while at least six more civilians died in Russia's latest missile strikes. Russia's President Putin was in Beijing this week to meet with Chinese leader Xi Jinping, his first overseas trip since the war crimes tribunal in The Hague issued a warrant for his arrest. China has floated a 12-point plan for peace, which includes a commitment to no nuclear weapons and a proposal for a ceasefire, but Ukraine has rejected the plan. Putin told Chinese media on Monday that he's in favour of the plan. We are well aware of our Chinese friends' proposals. We appreciate them. I think they are quite realistic. In any case, they could be the basis for peace agreements. Ukraine claimed successful long-range strikes on Tuesday, destroying Russian helicopters at two bases within the occupied territories. It's the first apparent use of the American-made Atakums missiles. It comes as Major General Rupert Jones says Russia appears to be struggling to generate any battlefield momentum. The Russians have mounted really their biggest offensive of the, of the year. They're playing it down, but in the Donetsk area they are mounting attacks They're not making much headway, but they are certainly making a bit of a concerted push. President Putin did make a public statement while attending the Chinese summit. His focus wasn't on infrastructure projects, though. Instead, he seemed annoyed at the US decision to supply long-range missiles to Ukraine. Let them take back the Atakams and all other weapons, sit down to eat pancakes with us, and come over for a tea party. If the war is already over, what are we talking about? Why supply Atakams? Ask them that question. It's funny. This week was another tough one for former US President Donald Trump. He reappeared in New York on Tuesday as his civil trial and fraud charges continued. He's been accused of inflating the values of his various properties to secure bank loans and the court has heard testimony from the Trump Organization's chief financial officer and company accountants that sounded pretty damning. Trump, however, continued to rant about New York Attorney General Letitia James and was busy claiming his Mar-a-Lago estate is one of the most valuable private homes in the world with a Trump valuation of $1.5 billion. He seemed quite offended that anyone is questioning the value of his real estate portfolio. We worked hard with my family and my children are involved in this and they should they don't deserve to be involved in this. This is a witch hunt by a radical lunatic attorney general that shouldn't be allowed to be an attorney general. She's horrible. He has so many court cases going on that it can be hard to keep track. But there was big news from Georgia on Thursday, where he and 18 others are charged with racketeering and election interference. His co-conspirators have been trying various legal strategies to either speed up or shut down the case. But there was a huge win for Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis when Trump attorney Sidney Powell made a shock plea in court. How do you plead to the six counts of conspiracy to commit intentional interference with performance of election duties? Guilty. She now faces six years of probation and has agreed to testify against her co-defendants. There wasn't much good news in Washington either, as Trump ally Jim Jordan continued to struggle to get enough support to win the role of Speaker. A plan to extend the powers of temporary Speaker Patrick McKenney until January was shot down by angry MAGA Republicans, including the man who started this, Matt Gates. I'm against Speaker Light. I'm against Bud Light. I believe it is a constitutional desecration to not elect a Speaker of the House. Still to come on the Sound at 7, a civil rights setback in Australia and the Rolling Stones return. Right after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. The SP wrapped up its annual party conference on Tuesday in Aberdeen with new leader Humza Youssef making his first address to the membership. It's been a tough few weeks for the SP with Labour winning the by election in Rutherglen and Hamilton West and putting real pressure on the party in the general election polling. His strategy has been to announce a freeze in council tax next year while also adding millions to the health budget in a bit to be seen as the party who was fighting for Scottish people. The council tax freeze sparked a row with the SP's coalition partners, the Scottish Greens, while Humza was staying focused on winning in Scotland and pushing for independence. People want to know who has a plan to make Scotland a fairer, a more prosperous country. If the SNP want to continue to be trusted by the people of Scotland, and if we we want to take them on our journey to independence, then we need to show them that we have the answers to these questions. Last weekend saw Australian voters reject a proposal to recognise Indigenous people in the Constitution following a historic referendum which saw 59% of the overall population vote no to the change. Voters were asked whether they wanted to create a federal advisory body which would represent the voice of Indigenous groups to Parliament. But the Australian Capital Territory was the only region to vote yes by majority. Australian Indigenous leader and former national rugby player Lloyd Walker says this isn't the end of the road for The Voice. We know what the right to vote. 1964. I was five years old at that at time. We weren't classified as Australian citizens to 67. So it's been a long, hard struggle. Our Indigenous leaders are fighters. So we'll, we'll keep fighting. It's been 18 years since they last released an album, the not-quite-classic The Bigger Bang. But now the oldest rockers in town are back without drummer Charlie Watts as the Rolling Stones finally drop a brand new album. It's called Hackney Diamonds and according to early reviews, it's actually pretty good. Rolling Stone magazine called it a collection of bangers, which seems a little overexcited. Here's frontman Mick Jagger making sure we know that he still knows how to write a song. To write a song, you just need your recording device and you need you know, your voice. In 10 minutes you can create something that didn't exist before and maybe should never exist, but sometimes they're worth it, you know. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, we'll give you the word.